It's time to say goodbye to 2023. And you might know that at the end of every year, I do a big intention setting practice with all of you here on the podcast. But before we can set our intentions and focus on our goals, we want to process and reflect on the year that's passed. And that is exactly what we're doing today. So this is not your regular podcast, but an actual practice where I ask you to grab your journal and your pen and then join me for a reflection of the year that has passed. What are you most grateful for this year? Who are your people? What's the hard lesson that you don't ever want to learn again? What do you want to let go of? What are you bringing with you into the new year? We go really deep and it's a beautiful opportunity to make space for what you actually want to create in the new year. So join me in saying goodbye to this year by processing it and feeling those feelings fully. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Let's jump in. All right. Hello, hello, my darlings, my friends. Welcome to the show. And holy shit, welcome to the big processing practice of this year. I can't believe we're already here. I, I honestly, I, I feel like we blinked and an entire year passed. And also the year has been weirdly slow. I, I don't know. I feel like time is not making any sense. The fact that we're about to sit down and do this big practice and it feels like we just sort of did it. <laughs> Isn't that so bizarre? I am really excited to be here with you. I have a, a little setup here that I'm going to I'm going to explain in a second. But as I'm sure you know, because we're all very dedicated to these practices, I love how dedicated we are. Uh, we have a whole community built around these two practices that we do at the very end of year. We have some people even, I know that's probably not you because <laughs> you're that diehard like podcast listener. You're here every single week, right? But plenty of people who just tune in for the practices and the rituals that we do just once in a while on the show, particularly these last two that we do for the end of year. 
So if you've been here from the very beginning, you know I am a huge ritual, ceremonial. I I love I love closing cycles and beginning new cycles. I'm really big into rituals that symbolize an ending and that opens us up into a beginning. And what better time to do that than the new year? So for so many years, we've done this big intention setting practice here on the show. And I used to have it kind of woven in together where we did the reflection for the year in the same practice. Because I really believe we cannot set our intentions, we can't usher in the new, we can't start our wishes and dreams and plans and goal setting and all of that before we've actually cleared out what needs to go, before we have processed and reflected on the lessons that we've learned this year and what this year actually brought and the disappointment and the celebrations and the excitement and the sadness and everything that this year brought us we have to make some space and that's essentially what this practice is it's a practice of making space so I started separating them into two practices just because I really feel like this reflection deserves its own space it's a big enough practice that it it's really worth spending some time on I actually think and maybe don't tell next week's Rachel about this <laughs> but I actually think that this practice might just even be more important than the intention setting practice that we do. Because it's really easy to set goals. It's really easy to envision what we want. It's harder work to actually look at where we've been, to feel into our bodies and into our hearts for what's lingering, what feels stuck and stagnant, what do we need to air out, what do we want to release and let go of, to feel feelings that maybe we haven't felt as the year came by, you know, it's it, that that's that's the shadow work, really, and that contemplative work that we're doing that makes space for those wishes and dreams and goals to actually become alive. So this practice is really important. And uh, I think you feel it. I think you've had that feeling of having done this practice before and just feeling feeling a little bit clearer on the other end, maybe a little bit lighter. Or at the very least, my my goal with this practice is that we can close the chapter of 2023 as much as possible and put it behind us. You know, what's in the past is in the past and start to get excited about ushering in 2024. So we are going to sit down for this practice right now. If you've done it with me before, you kind of know how it works, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. So you absolutely need a journal and a pen. And I say this every time, you can do it on your phone, on your notes app, but it's not the same. I it's, it's really not the same. I think having that pen in your hand, even if you have crappy handwriting, my handwriting is really crap. I have to really slow down and make an effort if I want to be able to read <laughs> my reflection next year. And I always start off writing very neatly and taking my time. And then as the practice goes on, it just goes out the window and I just scribble, which is okay. It doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't even have to be something that you necessarily come back to. What we're looking for here is to get this out of our system and on to paper. So if, you know, if the only window you have to do this is in your car in between stuff, that's okay. Better than not doing it at all. But I really think dedicating some sacred time and space for this is so worth it. Grab your journal, grab your notebook. And for, for the reflection episodes, I usually grab like whatever I have. 
for the intention setting practices, I like to grab a brand new journal. There's something really special about setting your intentions for the new year and opening up a new notebook to do that and starting on a fresh blank new page, right? For the contemplation, the processing, it's messy. It's okay if it's messy in an old notebook or whatever you have in front of you. So you're going to need that. You're going to need a notebook and a pen. And I have set up a little altar space here, which is so simple to do and just enhances your ability to drop in and tune in and let this become a sacred moment. I have a really tiny little table next to where I record this podcast. And that's all all you need is a little space. I have a candle lit. I have some Palo Santo lit. I have a cup of herbal tea that I chose specifically for how I was feeling this morning. I have a little crystal and uh, a little moon bowl that I'm just in love with. That's my setup for today. Even just sitting down, lighting a candle with a cup of tea, that's beautiful too. But make your space sacred. And something that I so recommend that you do before you start, so maybe right now as I'm kind of setting the stage for this practice, is open up a window. Um, Open up a window, air the room out, air your house, your apartment, your space out. Uh, Just bring in some fresh new air. And there's something about that crisp winter air, especially here in in the northern hemisphere, that helps us find a clear state of mind. And it's just a a good clean slate to begin with, okay? So when you feel ready, we are going to do, we're going to begin our practice. I'll guide us through a little bit of a grounding. And then I have our journaling prompts for today's practice. As usual, so I will share the prompt with you. I will guide you into it. You just start writing whenever you want to write. You can write as I talk, write as I guide you. You can also pause the podcast so you have more time. I really recommend that. Pause the podcast when you start writing so that or before I go into the next prompt so that you can just quietly spend enough time, the time that you need for each prompt to write and to reflect. And maybe you want to sit there with your hand on your heart and just to really think and really feel into the answer to the question that I'm asking you or feel into the prompt and then write, right? So take your time. Don't rush. Uh, For the sake of this being a podcast episode and to move us along, I don't uh, linger enough uh, for each prompt. I did my practice already yesterday, which normally I do this practice. I I spent a lot of time just to really plan out what I'm going to share with you in terms of the prompts and everything. We do it's a little bit different every year, depending on where I'm at. But I spent two and a half hours here yesterday, and it was so worth it. So take your time. Okay. You can also put it down and then pick it up later if you want, but tune into your heart and to your body and don't rush the prompts. So we are going to start, we're going to begin. Um, oh, oh man, man, oh man. So let's put everything aside for a moment. I want you to find just a comfortable place here in your body. I have a little cushion in my lower back so I can lean back a little bit here. You want to be relaxed, but still alert and awake and present here. Close your eyes. Now notice if your hands gravitate toward a certain part of your body. My hands just landed on my my belly just now, my lower belly. It feels like a, a place that needs a little bit of warmth, a little bit of connection. Maybe you want to place your hands to your heart. 
Maybe you want to ground your hands onto your thighs in your lap, or just leave your palms facing up toward the sky in more of a receiving open posture. And then start to slow your breath down just a little bit, letting your inhales and your exhales flow through the nose. Long, deep breaths in, pull that breath down into the low belly. And long, deep breaths out, releasing that breath back out through the nose. Long inhales. And long exhales. Just continue to settle into the body, letting your breath settle down, letting your mind settle down, and letting your heart open. As you breathe in this way, you can shift some awareness to the center of your heart space. And just notice what's moving here. Notice how your heart is doing in this moment. Notice what it feels like to be here the way you are in this body, in this life, in this life situation, this scenario, this dynamic that you've found yourself in at this point in time. How are you doing? How has this year been for you? This year brought you a whole lot. A lot of ups and downs, big experiences, lots of mundane little things, maybe some change, maybe some heartache, hopefully lots of joy. Just take a moment to acknowledge the fact that every single thing that unfolded this year for you has led you to this place. This place. This place where you're sitting right now, breathing this breath in your lungs, this heart beating inside of your chest. It's led you to this place of wanting to reflect on what the year has brought you wanting to process, perhaps wanting to release and let something go, wanting to make space. I think it's natural to arrive at the closing of a cycle and want to make space in our lives and inside. So allow yourself to really settle into this moment without resistance. Even if this year was a challenging year, see if you can soften the body enough to actually let yourself fully arrive without holding back, without resisting, without willing things to be what they aren't in this moment. Just acknowledging that this is now. This is where you are. This is your life. And how does it feel to be here at the very end of 2023? We're going to take a deeper breath now. 
So let your next inhale be brought all the way down into the bottom of the lungs, expanding as much as you can. So full, long inhale in through the nose. And then take a moment here just to pause. Then open the mouth and let something go. Bring your breath back through the nose. You can gently blink your eyes open. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with their signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Now we're going to grab our pen, our notebook, and I want you to find a blank page. And at the very top of that blank page, I want you to write 2023. <laughs> you can underline that or make a little doodle next to it, whatever comes your way. Our first prompt of this practice or what we're going to begin with is, what is that overall feeling that 2023 has brought you? If you look back, Take a moment now just to feel back for what this year has been. That there is an overall overarching feeling that 2023 has left lingering with you in this moment. What is it? And you can start at the top of that page by just writing 2023 was. And then fill in that blank. 2023 was, what was this year? Can you summarize it a little bit just from that feeling that you're sitting with now without getting too detailed or specific? 2023 was what? Was it awesome? Was it awful? Was it transformational? Was it nothing special? Was it profound? Was it amazing? What was it? 2023 was... When I tune into that, the word that keeps coming to mind is expansive. Because expansive, it can hold so much. It's not just a positive, not, not just a negative. It's 
it's a very open word and that's really what I feel 2023 was. For me, 2023 held a lot of joy, a lot of new life, but also a lot of loss, a lot of death, a lot of change. And I feel the word that best encompasses what 2023 was for me really is expansive. It opened me, opened my body. (laughs) The pregnancy that I had opened my body and the birth of our little bear opened our family, expanded our family from three to four. And then we experienced a lot of death and loss this year. And that also expanded me, expanded my heart, my ability to feel so for me, really, that that word of what 2023 was really was expansive. So spend some time here. 2023 was. You can choose with every single prompt. If you write just one word or you go on for pages and pages, you decide, okay? I'll move on and I'll continue to weave in a little bit of my personal story as we go along. When you feel ready to transition to the next place, I want to circle back a little bit just to one year ago. Maybe you did this practice with me one year ago, and that's so beautiful if you did, because then you can really take a moment to bring yourself back to the practice a year ago. But if you didn't, just feel in for where you were, not just where you were physically or geographically in the world, but where were you emotionally a year ago? Can you remember your word of the year? That's always a good one, I think, to circle back and just... And sometimes we choose a word of the year and that word really sticks with us all year. And sometimes we choose a word of the year and, you know, we end up going someplace completely different or we end up not even remembering what our word of the year was. So if you had a word of the year for 2023, what was it? Write that down. My word of the year for 2023 was... And if you need to kind of... Take a moment to remember that word or maybe uh, scroll back on Instagram. Maybe you posted it for the new year. You know, we love to do that big sweeping statement of this year is my year too. (laughs) And then we kind of think that we have so many answers and we know it's coming, but you know, we don't. My word of the year for 2023 was trust. And uh, if I look back at this year, it was a trusting year. Trust was that overarching theme. It was what I kept having to anchor into, almost like I, well, obviously I I was pregnant a year ago. I was three months pregnant. I knew I had this big pregnancy ahead. I knew I had birth ahead. I knew I would have to anchor into some trust. What I didn't know is that we would come to say goodbye to not just one, but two of our beautiful dogs, both Laika and Kila, passed away um, this year. One felt very unexpected and scary. The other one was kind of, we knew it was coming. Dennis's sister passed away. We sort of knew, but we didn't know, you know, the way you can't really ever prepare to say goodbye to someone, especially someone very young. And when I look back at setting that intention of, okay, I want to anchor into trust. This is the year where I have to trust. Life really brought me those opportunities to continue to remember that. So how about you? How has your word of the year actually resonated throughout this year? And a year ago when you were 
setting that word for the year and kind of clearing out 2022 and doing that intention setting work and everything. How did you feel? What was going on in your life? Like beginning of the year, you know, what were your expectations for the year ahead? Who were you a year ago? And if you want, you can spend some time here because I think it's really, it's a beautiful reflection to just really remember where we were a year ago, what we were hoping for and wishing for, and then knowing now where we actually are, how quickly this year passed, and also how excruciatingly slow it's been at the same time. One year ago, I was, just write that down, see where that takes you. One year ago, I was. Write a little bit about your expectations and your dreams and hopes and wishes and the feelings that you were sitting with a year ago. And then from there, so remember, pause the podcast to write, okay? From there, go to the reality of what 2023 actually brought. Did you get those things that you were wishing for, hoping for? Did that word of the year actually resonate or did it not at all? Did you throw that word out the window by February and something completely threw everything off and you ended up in a different place? How was it? Without getting too detailed, just again, did 2023 bring big surprises or did you arrive sort of where you envisioned? So just kind of closing those expectations and merging them with the reality of what actually ended up being. Spend some time here. And then as we move forward in time, which we're really doing, we're going to bring ourselves all the way to this day, to this moment. Let's make a timeline of the year. And we do this every year. And that's just to kind of help us find those milestones of what the year actually was. I don't know how your memory is. Mine isn't great, never has been. Um, and sometimes when I look back at a year, I just, I can remember the feelings, the big, huge moments, of course. But it's really helpful, I think, to just write the months of the year down and see what you can remember in terms of what actually happened in 2023. Start with January. You know, where were you? What were you doing? Did something change or shift? What was a notable thing that just happened in January? Did you take a trip? Did you may start a new relationship? Did you have something exciting happen at work? Did someone pass away? Did something happen that you can really remember, right? And then do that for every month of the year. So just, you can start a new page if you want. Begin with January, February, March, you know the months. And make a little timeline of the year with big events and milestones, okay? So for me, if I look at my little milestones that I have here, and some months aren't very notable, that's okay. You're gonna, you might have months where nothing happened. <laughs> that's not sad. That's actually good and life. It, it's good to have just normalcy, I think. And in a normal month, we might have, we might not have huge notable things, but maybe you just got to live, you know, and go to work and move your body and watch a great show on TV and, you know, do your yoga practice and go for a walk with your dog and the normal things that we tend to miss and appreciate when things get heavy, right? So if you don't have anything notable for a month, that's not bad. It's usually I find good. So for me, January, I started off, I was three months pregnant. In February, Laika died. Her dog, she was very old and she was in pain. So we sort of knew it was coming. And just in the same weekend that that happened, I got to be present for my best friend giving birth to her baby boy, which was a huge moment for me this year. My first time being present for another woman's birth. It was 
and I was pregnant, right? So it was extra, extra special. I'll remember that always. And then March, like I couldn't, I couldn't really remember. Like Leia has a birthday in March, of course. We had a party and we went to Holland a few times or a couple times this year to be with Dennis's family when his sister was sick. We did that in March. And then in April, she passed away. Leifa died. May, June, May, I was just very, very, very pregnant. Um, and we were grieving and it was a, a big emotional month. June, I gave birth, kind of a notable moment. <laughs> June is one of those like, oh yeah, that was a big one. July, we lost Kila. Um, yeah, just two weeks after that, um, or a couple of weeks after that. And then we have like late summer and fall. I cannot remember any notable things aside from just having a baby, you know, and the many little daily milestones and many, you know, life-changing things that comes with that. Honestly, I'm, I'm also doing this practice from a place of deep sleep deprivation. So the fact that things feel a little bit like a mishmash is uh, probably totally normal. Just the baby growing, I put for all those months. <laughs> bear, that's that's bear. And um, October, then I started working a new job. That was the thing. We went to the Maldives in November and now it's December. <laughs> that's my year. And just even looking at it now, there's something about making a little timeline of the year. It makes it look so like a blip in the universe, like a whole year. And these were the milestones and events. And so many big things happened, really big things that will live on. Like for the rest of my life, 2023, I will always, always, always remember. We will always remember this was the year that Finn was born. And this was the year that Leifa died. Like we will, this year, hmm. I thought about that yesterday, just drinking tea and sitting with this practice that when Dennis and I are in our 90s, maybe even older, like who knows how, 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 how long we'll live. I feel like we're going we're gonna to get very old. Anyway, we'll remember 2023 forever. Like this was, this was such, a, such a big year in, in, in terrible and beautiful ways. And I could kind of envision us there, like sitting on a porch somewhere holding hands talking about this year where so much happened so make your own little timeline and you can get detailed or not but just to kind of look over the year and this is going to help you set a little more of a framework for what 2023 actually was and when you're done and your timeline is finished you're going to do one stream of consciousness prompt here and I love this. A stream of consciousness prompt really just means that you put your pen to paper, you take a breath, and you don't stop writing. You just write and write and write and write, kind of like you're word vomiting onto the page to just see what actually is at the front of your mind and in the center of your heart right now. So you'll write, like it's a kind of like a year, your year at a glance in a way, but in one stream of consciousness, long sentence. And you're going to start with, in 2023, I... That's it. In 2023, I, and I, <laughs> mine is really long. I'm not going to read it all to you, but it might look like in 2023, I was pregnant. I swam in the lake almost every single day. I was barefoot more days than I can count. I cried a lot. In 2023, I said goodbye to my sister-in-law. In 2023, I said hello to my son. 
2023, I gave birth in the bathroom of our house. In 2023, I just write, okay? There's no wrong way to do that. Just see what comes. And you might have pages and pages of mundane, everyday stuff that holds so much beauty. Really, when you really look at it. Um, And you might end up just with the big events that you're really, yeah, that your heart wants to put down onto paper. But are you ready? Pen to paper. In 2023, I just write, okay? Pause the pod and write. Moving on to our next prompt. So now that you have that feeling, not just of what 2023 felt like and where it sort of led you, but you're remembering things that happened, you're remembering what you did, you're remembering those big milestones. What was the biggest moment of the year? Really, the biggest moment. Imagine yourself at 90, right? You're sitting on that back porch somewhere beautiful, maybe holding hands with a loved one, And looking back at this year, say you only remember one single thing that happened in 2023. What is that thing? What is that moment? My biggest moment this year was. My biggest moment this year was. For me, yeah, birthing the baby. It's almost a tie. No, I have to say birthing the baby was my my biggest, my biggest moment. It was probably my biggest moment in a couple of years, actually. Um, that free birth, I, mm, I could cry thinking about it. It's going to stay with me in a special way forever. And of course it meant meeting Bear. Like that was a, that was no small thing, you know, meeting him. So what was your biggest moment of the year? Write that down. Now, moving on to our next prompt, we're going to look at what you actually learned this year. What, and I really believe every year, regardless of if we've had this butterfly, rainbows, ice cream and puppies and magical year where everything was just so perfect and the best year ever, right? Because we get to have those years too. Or if we had that like dark night of the soul, walking through shadow, death, illness, divorce, pain, that kind of year, regardless of the high or the low or both, oftentimes we get a lot of everything in one year. Um, Every year teaches us something really specific. And we find that out if we do these practices at the end of every year, just how, how true that is how no year is the same and how every year it's almost like it's predestined somehow what it's meant to teach us. And it's a really important thing that we honor that lesson, that we hold space for that learning, that we acknowledge that, yeah, this year I grew. And that goes for even if you had a really mundane year, if you feel like, ah, this year wasn't like a big deal. This year was like, won't go down in the history books, you know, you've learned, you've grown, Things have shifted and changed. You've made space for something new. You've let go of something old. You have. In the struggle you've grown, in the beauty of things you've grown, what did you learn? Okay. So your prompt is, in 2023, I learned. And just write from there. What are those lessons that you can really take with you 
And they can be small, they can be big, they can be practical, you know, not everything has to be esoteric and spiritual. Like I, you know, really, what did you learn? Did you learn something practical? Did you have a new skill that you're going to take with you into the new year? Do you feel steadier in certain ways and in your knowledge and your wisdom and what you're able to kind of keep in your toolbox for how you navigate life? Like include all of it. What did you learn this year? I would spend a good amount of time here because this prompt is an important one. Okay, so pause the pod and write. For our next prompt, we're going to go just a little bit closer to those specific highs and lows. Starting with the lows. Okay, so you struggled with something this year. <laughs> I, uh, I And I, I don't mean to laugh or anything, but man... Yeah, state of the world, state of life, state of society, even in that, you know, if you had that butterfly and rainbow kind of year, there has been struggles. It's just the way of being a human walking this path. You've struggled this year, and maybe this was one of those years where it felt like it was one endless struggle after the other. And it's okay, you know, to sit here now at the end of a year like that and to feel not okay. Just want to see you in that and hold you in that that if you're if you're really sitting here writing things down and feeling like oh you know things didn't go your way there was so much that didn't happen the way you wanted it to if there's anything here that makes you feel like you failed at something like you're not good enough trust me we all have those feelings and it's okay to arrive at the end of the year and feel like oh fuck this year (laughs) this is not what I wanted You don't have to arrive at some great big place of gratitude for every single year. You don't. And this practice really is meant for you to just feel what is actually present. So we don't do any kind of fake gratitude here in this community. We don't pretend, all right? Full permission to just hate on this year if that's what it was. And full permission to just love on this year and celebrate if that's what it was, even If there were terrible things unfolding for other people in your life or other people in the world, you still have permission to celebrate what was beautiful in yours. Okay, so just prefacing this with all feelings are allowed. So what was your struggle this year? Hmm. What was the hard thing? Maybe you had a theme. Maybe you had a pattern. I kind of did with my hard thing. Something that just kept repeating itself and it was almost like the same lesson having to be learned again and again. Or that same struggle just rearing its head again and again, whether that's your thoughts or judgments or fears or anxieties, or maybe one relationship was a struggle in specific or something, you know, that just kept on happening. Maybe your struggle this year was one single thing, or maybe just tons of little things, you know, take a moment to write down what I struggled most with this year was, what I struggled most with this year was. When I wrote this down, I I had a a lot of different things come up in different ways, but I struggled talking to my daughter about death. I struggled watching my husband go through one of the biggest losses of his life. I struggled feeling at a loss for words often where I really felt like I couldn't make things better. I also struggled with physical pain in in my pregnancy. That was a 
if I look back at it, it's easy to romanticize. Oh, pregnancy was so beautiful. But I actually, I, I was in a lot of pain this pregnancy. It was, it was rough. And there are things there that I can, if I really, if I really look at what that struggle meant, the fact that I'm sitting here at the end of the year and I can really acknowledge it as that was one of the things that was the hardest for me this year. There is a little lesson there in each struggle to be found. And even now, just mentioning it to you now, knowing that I struggled with not knowing the perfect thing to say when Dennis's sister was passing, there's a, there's a learning in that, in that I have this incessant need of wanting to fix everything all the time. There's a part of me that really thinks that it's my job to fix everything and I should fix everything and I sh should be able to fix every, everything. And this year really taught me that I can't. I can't stop death from happening even when we know it's coming. I can't stop cancer from happening. I can't ease the pain of people that I love who are mourning, you know. And I, I tear up saying that because, man, did I want to, you know. And, man, did I try. And even feeling like, feeling like somehow that there is a, a way to will my way through really hard things. And this year really taught me that I can't. And that there's times and moments where all we can do is just hold each other and, and be there. Sometimes the best way to comfort someone isn't saying the right thing, but to just show up. To just be that hand to hold in the hardest moments. And in the struggle that I mentioned around being in pain, physical pain, there's a learning in that too for me. Um, and I think I'll, I'll circle back to that in some future prompts. But I have learned some big lessons this year about pain and the body. So um, let's get to yours, okay? What did you struggle with? And write a couple down, okay? Don't, don't be shy. <laughs> it's, just, it's just us, okay? Don't be shy. What did you struggle with? And if you really look at it, you know, the fact that you're really making note of them now means that those struggles mattered, totally mattered. They're valid. They're real. Is there a little learning in each of them? The fact that you're sitting here now able to acknowledge that this was hard, is there something, like a little nugget of gold in that struggle that you can actually connect with in this moment? Write that down. What did you learn in each one of those struggles, if you learned something? And then, of course, pause the pod. <laughs> pause the pod is like the, 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 the sentence of the day. We're going to turn now to the highs, okay? The great stuff, the joy, the gratitude, the magic, what came with ease in 2023? What was absolutely magical and amazing? What was something that maybe happened so easily that you didn't even have to focus on it? Sometimes we, we, we tend to forget about the things that come with ease. Like we tend to focus a lot of our energy on the struggle and we get stuck there of everything we want to improve. And we forget to honor and hold space for the things that just unfold easily. Like what came your way with ease? ease. In 2023, what was easy? What were those highs? What was magical? What was special? Take a moment here, maybe a long moment here. Here, Yes, it's important that we honor our struggles, but it's as important that we honor everything that we can actually celebrate and everything that is great and working and just has a bit of flow. 
Okay, so we write, the easiest part of 2023 was, the easiest part of 2023 was, what came with grace and ease? What were those relationships that just unfolded so beautifully without having to put effort behind them? What was something good that just came your way without you having to struggle? What came with ease in 2023? And now we're going to find two moments So you already wrote down a big moment and big is so open and objective, doesn't hold any judgment of good or bad. But now I want you to connect with two moments, okay, from the year, a high and a low. And let's start with a high, okay? If you look back at this year that's passed, and if you need to take a glance at your little milestones or your little timeline, go ahead and do that. What was your best moment of 2023? Really, if you got to relive one moment one more time, if you got to do it again, really, like if you could really, really, really hold that again, what was the most wonderful, most magical moment of 2023? So my most magical moment, and I think it's normal and it's okay to have these answers be very alive If you do this practice right now compared to doing it in a few days or a couple of weeks, you might have different answers to different things. So just focus on what feels most alive in you in this moment. It doesn't have to be the most obvious thing. And from where I'm sitting, I think my most amazing, most magical moment of this year was when we did the cord burning ceremony when Finn was born. And I've spoken about it on the pod. I think I talked about it when I was sharing the the birth story. But, you know, the birth itself was so beautiful and so powerful, but also very overwhelming in its energy. It was just so much of everything. And when we gathered in bed, all of us, and lit the candles to burn his umbilical cord a few hours later, everything had settled a little bit more. We had really landed in the moment. It felt really like, wow you know, we're here. I'd had a little bit of time to process everything. And, and yeah, we all snuggled up in bed together and lit those candles and Leah held one and Dennis held one and I was holding Finn and my best friend and my brother was there. And it was just, I could cry a little bit right now. It was probably my most magical (laughs) moment of the year. And it's a good thing to have many magical moments to choose from, right? So take a moment to connect with yours, pause to write. And obviously, if you want to write many magical moments, please do. Now we're going to move to the next part of this, which is, of course, the low. And sometimes, and I think this is so important that we honor how we feel whenever we want to process or reflect on anything. Sometimes we go through something really heavy and really hard and we don't want to touch on it again. And that's okay. You know, we don't have to go back and relive things again and again just for the sake of it. So when I ask you now to share just your worst moment, your hardest moment of the year, perhaps you don't want to go to the hardest, hardest, hardest moment and dwell there. Um, Perhaps you want to just make a note of it, perhaps just connecting with, yeah, that happened and that was really hard. But maybe you actually do want to bring yourself back to that really low moment, whatever it was that had happened or whatever it was that came your way, to see how you feel about it now. Maybe to see if you can 
feel or how it feels to have a little bit of space between that moment and yourself in this here now. If you feel like you've been able to process some of that, if it feels the same, if you can extend some compassion and some kindness to that version of you that was struggling so deeply at that moment, just to envelop that memory with a little bit of love, with a little bit of support. So without further ado, what was your hardest moment this year? My hardest moment this year was just write that down and see where that takes you. And when I think of my hardest moment, I like the word hard, actually. So there's a difference to, to say our lowest moment and our hardest moment aren't necessarily the same thing. So you can choose how or where you want to take this prompt on your own. Because I've had, we can have hard moments that aren't low. You know, we can have hard moments that really take us amazing places. So yeah, when I think of low moments, when Keila died, who's been my, our dog, who's been my companion since I was 20 years old, literally, maybe even 19. How old was I when I got her? I was a baby anyway. And um, we knew she was old, and but it happened very quickly when all of a sudden she, yeah, all of a sudden she just died. And I did not feel prepared for that. And it was really, really, really painful to, to let her go. And even talking about that now, I, uh, I've arrived at a place where I, I just really like to talk about my loved ones that have passed on, people and animals. It keeps the memory of them alive. And instead of kind of putting it away in a box that I prefer not to open somewhere, I think speaking about them is just really helpful. So, uh, yeah. What about you? What is your hardest moment, your lowest moment? Maybe a moment that you really just don't want to live through again. You choose how much time you want to spend lingering on that. And maybe there's feelings that want to be felt that come up as you write about that. And whenever that happens, I think it's beautiful if you can gift yourself the space to feel that, to pause, to cry, or to pause and laugh, or to pause and just... Take a breath, pause to hold yourself, see if there's something that wants to come up and out and through. Moving on to our next prompt, we are going to talk about or contemplate our people this year. And I love this prompt every year because even if you have consecutive years where the answer to this question is the same, that's really beautiful. If you have consecutive years where the answer to this question is totally different, that is also really beautiful. And I love how ever-changing our relationships can be and are. I love how we can have a relationship with someone that all of a sudden becomes much deeper than it ever was before, or how people that we've been close to all of a sudden don't align as much with how we want to live our lives and we drift apart. And that's okay too. It's part of life. It's normal. It's healthy. Maybe we've learned to set some boundaries this year and people we used to spend time with all the time are just not present in our lives and that's a good thing. Maybe we've met new friends or rekindled old relationships and there's just so much here in the area of relationships and friendships and family and our people. So who have you been the closest to in 2023? Take a moment right here. Who were your people this year? 
Who were your people? I'm talking your tribe, your soul family, those people that when you look back at 2023, you just know, yeah, that's my people. So maybe this is a small tribe that you're writing down. Perhaps your people, it's like one or two people. That's it. That's that. Those are yours. Maybe you have a vast network and you just want to write a bunch of names down here. Or you have a really big family and you feel really close to all of them. Just spend some time essentially journaling on your relationships and how they have evolved and blossomed or transitioned and changed this year. And then write the name of each of those people that you feel really were your people this year down. And take a moment just to look at them. doesn't matter if the list is short or if the list is long. Um, just a moment of gratitude that you have these people in your life that you didn't spend 2023 alone. Thank you. Thank you. And that is a beautiful segue into our next prompt because we are going to talk about gratitude. What are you thankful for from 2023? Hmm. And, you know, what I really love about the gratitude practice is when we get to gratitude, we don't have to focus on that good or bad anymore. We don't have to go into the the judgment of the high and the low and was it positive or negative because it's so interesting and so remarkably beautiful how oftentimes the hard things that we go to can turn into gratitude in the end. And maybe some of the things that you really struggled with this year, maybe it brought you somewhere. Maybe it brought you clarity. Maybe it brought you a change that you needed. Perhaps you feel lighter, but it all came your way through the weight of a struggle, right? So sitting with gratitude for something challenging that we've gone through, I really think is the best kind of gratitude. It just reminds us of our own resilience and that things often happen for a reason or because they were meant to. So when you look at 2023 as a whole, what are you most grateful for? And this prompt, we're not just writing, but I want you to write these things down and I want you to start each sentence with thank you. It's simple and really profound. This is one of my favorite parts of, yeah, of the practices of the journaling that we're doing today. The thank you, thank you, thank you. So starting as you are, and you can start with the really obvious things. You can start with the surprising things. You can start with the things you struggled with. You can just start with whatever is in the front of your heart in this moment. Thank you. And you're right. Thank you for this family. Thank you for my people. Thank you for my yoga practice. Thank you, tea. Thank you, lake. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Leia. Thank you, Finn. Just write. And at the end of that, depending on how much time you spend, because I, I usually find that the list of gratitude ends when we feel like time is up. <laughs> doesn't end doesn't end because our gratitude ends, especially when we get into it. You might have pages and pages of just thank you here. And that is so cathartic and so beautiful to do. You might also have just one big fat thank you and you want to leave it at that. And that's cool too. And as you go a little bit deeper, perhaps in the beginning, you start thank you and you write one thing and then thank you, you write one sentence and then thank you, you go a little bit deeper. Like what did these people and these experiences actually bring you? What's beneath that thank you? what's actually here. And then go into that place of just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And when you've written thank you 
a hundred times, something is going to shift inside of your energetic body. It just happens that way. So if you have the time, spend some time here focusing on your thank yous because it's important. From our gratitude, we are going to go into the hard lesson. And we did this prompt last year. And I think last year I had a really clear hard lesson, something that came my way that I just really didn't want to repeat. And I felt like I kept I kept banging my head against the wall with the same thing and it just kept happening again and again and I felt so done with it. And that's sort of what inspired this prompt. But what is a hard lesson that you have learned this year that you just never want to learn again? Do you have that thing where you feel like the universe is hitting you in the head with a brick and you need that reminder? Oh, right, um, that thing doesn't work for me. And then you end up in that same dynamic again. And then it's like, oh shit, right, I'm not supposed to do that. And then you keep going and round and round and round. Do you have similar scenarios and similar situations repeat themselves in your life? Are you stuck in a pattern of some sort? Is there something that you have a really hard time putting down? Is it a boundary that you have a hard time setting? What is it? What is a hard lesson that you learned this year that you don't ever want to learn again? And this is just a really good place to write something super clear, especially if you had a big major lesson like that come your way this year. And if we look hard enough, we'll find something. I didn't have that very clear one. I think last year I was dealing with a bit of betrayal. I was, yeah, it was a bit of a dramatic situation that I usually don't bring any drama to the pod. I just bring the, the epiphanies that I have around it, right? But this year, when I was thinking about it, what is a hard lesson I learned? And I was brought back to the body thinking about that and the fact that I had so much pain in my pregnancy and realizing that one of the main reasons I struggled so much with this pregnancy and had so much physical pain was that I didn't spend enough time letting my body heal in my first pregnancy or after my first pregnancy and first birth. I didn't rest. I basically didn't do any dedicated healing postpartum at all. And I got to sort of taste the bitter medicine of that this time around because this pregnancy was really hard because I had a really weak pelvic floor and I had things that just hadn't healed the first time around properly. I didn't rest enough. And that's a hard lesson for me that I keep having to learn. One is the lesson about rest, that if I don't rest, if I don't prioritize rest, eventually I burn out or eventually I suffer. And the second lesson is if I don't take care of my body, pain shows up. And I don't want to have to learn that lesson again. I want to take care of my body in a, in a better way, in a way that feels more like reverence, in a way that, in a way that I don't have to keep reminding myself of the same thing, you know? So that's my hard lesson. Maybe you have a similar one. I feel like we all go through similar things when it comes to rest and things like that. But maybe you have something really specific that came your way, something relational or something at work or something around boundaries. That's a big one for a lot of us. So what's a hard lesson you don't ever want to learn again? Write that down. We are getting close to the end. I just have a couple of prompts left, which is wild. We are going to talk about now what we are leaving behind. Okay. 
And this is a really important one because when it comes to closing out the year, we really want to close the year, right? We want this chapter to be closed. We want to turn to a fresh brand new page. We don't want to bring things with us from this past year that are lingering in ways that don't feel good or that are holding us back in different ways or a heavy weight or a burden that we don't want to carry. If there's something that we have going on from 2023 or that has been going on in 2023 and we don't want to bring it with us into 2024, this is the time to define that. This is the time to get really clear on what that is. So what are you leaving behind? You can really take a moment here and just envision yourself as you step into 2024, the version of yourself that you want to be the sense of freedom that you want to carry with you into the new year, that lightness. What do you have to let go of to actually be able to do that? What has to stay in 2023? What are you not bringing with you into 2024? Take a moment here now, and if it's helpful, close your eyes, really feel into your body, let your heart speak for you. What are you leaving behind? And this is a really big one, a really big one, okay? If you would choose only one single prompt from every prompt that we've done today, I think this one and the gratitude probably are the the biggest ones, right? So what are you releasing? What are you letting go of? And you don't have to know how. You don't have to have that clear, exact path of here is how I will free myself from this or here is what I'm doing to put this down. You just need to get really clear on what you want to let go of and the fact that you do. Because the moment we do and the moment we write that down, it's like we're announcing it to the world that I am done with this thing. And writing that down, putting it onto paper, speaking that out loud, getting clear on, oh, I'm done with that. That's the beginning of actually releasing it and letting it go. You're already putting those wheels into motion just by defining that. So get to that place of clarity here now. What are you leaving behind in 2023? What are you letting go of? Pause the podcast and go. We have arrived at our final journaling prompt of today's practice. And you might have guessed it. We are going to talk about what we want to bring with us into 2024. So you've identified what you want to leave behind. Okay, well, what's coming along with you? What are those big realizations, big epiphanies, big moments of growth and transformation and learnings and wisdom that you've received in 2023 that you really want to bring with you into the next year? You've grown in so many ways. You've transformed in so many ways. You're not the same person that you were doing this practice if you did one year ago you're different and that's a good thing and there are things about what you have learned this year that are so essential for the future of your well-being and for the person that you're meant to be so what do you want to bring with you what are those lessons what are those little nuggets of wisdom what are the realizations the epiphanies the growth what are you proudly taking with you into 2024 Ooh, I get goosebumps. Oh, I just gave myself goosebumps hey? <laughs> saying that. 
Let's spend a good amount of time here because this is a celebratory moment here. This is an empowering part of the practice here where you're identifying the things that came your way that really are here to stay, that are helpful for you to bring with you into your life. The things that actually make 2023 a year worthy of remembering, even if this year was hard, even if this year was crap, there are things here that came your way that are essential for who you want to be. So what are you taking with you into 2024? Go ahead and write. Okay, my friends, that is it. So you've had so much time and so many specific prompts and different directions and places to go here. But obviously what I'm sharing with you, is just a framework and I'm sure that you have more. I'm sure. Maybe I don't know how much time you spend just now, but it might be worthwhile to just open to a brand new page, to take a moment, take a breath and see, is there something lingering? Is there something left? Is there a question that I didn't ask you that you really want to ask yourself? Is there an area of life that you want to write a little bit more about? Is there something else, something that I didn't touch on here in this practice? So give yourself a little space to just free write. See if there's something missing, if there's a piece of the puzzle there that you want to get to, or maybe there's yeah something that's just wanting to come up and through as you're sitting here open and ready to receive. It's a little bit of space to free write. And when you've done that, I would love for you to take a moment. So without this podcast, just on your own, anchor into your body. When you close, see if there is something that you need in this moment. Just a little check-in with yourself. Okay, I just did this whole reflection. I just went through the whole year. I figured out what I want to let go of, what I want to hold on to, who my people are, my gratitude, my struggles, my lowest moment, my best moment. It's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of energy that you just moved through your body. So what do you need right now as you get to this place? Is your body asking for a little bit of movement? That's usually what happens to me after I've done a big, big moment of reflection. Do you want to get up and shake a little bit? Turn on a song and just dance a little bit. You want to roll out your yoga mat. You want to go for a walk. Just listen to what your body is needing. Maybe you want to rest. Maybe you just want to sit down and breathe for a moment or... Perhaps you're ready to just get on with the rest of the day, but find something that you feel like you might need and then give yourself that need. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I share this every year, but once you're done, you can take a moment to kind of look through everything that you have written and just see how you feel about it. I, most years, I like to keep my reflections, not always. Some years I look at what I've written and I just want to be rid of it. So if you've had that kind of year where you just feel done, you don't want to read this again, you want to actually let go of 2023 in a really ceremonial way, you might feel good burning these pages. Just a suggestion, if you do and you have a little fire ceremony for yourself, make sure you do it safely, you do it in a fireplace, you can do it in the bathtub or in a sink, that's a good place as well, um, or outside in a designated place, right? So just do it safely. But if you want to burn those pages, that might feel really good. And if there's something that you need in this moment, so maybe a little bit of emotional support, pick up the phone and call one of your people, Okay share, talk about this year. Maybe you do this practice individually and then you come together and you talk about it just so that we get the last part of 2023 just off of our shoulders and we enter the year 
or enter next week as we get closer to the new year, feeling freer, feeling a little bit lighter and just so ready to set our intentions for 2024. Because that's what we're doing next week is our big intention setting practice. And we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about our goals and our dreams and the life we envision now that we've freed up all this space and let so much go. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holidays. And I'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.